This episode is brought to you by Zencaster. Zencaster is the number one tool for all podcasters. You can record high fidelity audio between remote locations and get studio quality sound. Go to Zencaster.com and use coupon code that entertains for 20% off for three months or 20% off an annual plan. Everything is awesome is part of Courts and Parts, a podcast network featuring pop culture, TV, movie, and geek podcasts. Check out some of our other shows like TV Ate My Brain, Let's Chat with Revelin Friends, and Podstalgic at courtsandparts.com. Welcome to this week's edition of Everything is Awesome. I am your host, Kev, and this is the show where we sit down and talk to awesome people about awesome things. We took a hot break, hot minute of a break, to um, from the Philadelphia Podcast Festival celebration. Now we're back at it. We're continuing the celebration. Um, the, this past weekend of shows, I wasn't able to go because I had a wedding that I had to be at. Um, but I know from all the posts that I saw on Twitter from the Philly Pod Fest and from all the shows that were participating and from talking to Jeff Stormer and stuff, uh, everything was great for that first weekend. Thank you guys so much. I don't have any skin in the game. I'm just a show and I help them out. I'll volunteer for the festival. Um, so I don't have real any skin in the game for the festival. But th- I, what I have in it is live podcasting in Philadelphia. And, and it, it means a lot to me, podcasting. And it means a lot to me that everyone came out and supported all these shows. So thank you guys so much for your support. I hope if you're in the Philadelphia area, you come on out and you uh, t- you know, check out the last weekend of podcasts. Uh, phillypodfest.com slash schedule. Doom Thugs is going to be on June 30th. Everything is awesome July 1st. Tattooed Moms, if you come out July 1st, you're going to have a great time with our kickoff show, Everything is Awesome Late Night. We're going to be kicking off the last day of the festival. We're going to have Kyle Harris there, Philadelphia comedian. Um, He's going to come and do a set and just chat comedy with us. We're going to play a game called Food Fright. Uh, It's going to be four food challenges where you can get cash right from my pocket. Uh, You can get prizes sponsored from Tattooed Moms, from Mind Escape, an Escape the Room adventure down the street on South Street, uh, and and a couple other things. It's going to be a fun time, uh, and I'm hoping that in the next episode, uh, tomorrow's episode, where I'm sitting down and talking to Greg from Philly Famous, I hope to have my final guest uh, confirmed confirmed and uh, able to announce that. But in the meantime, make sure you check out at Real Awesome Pod or at That Nerdy Kev on Twitter for final announcements. You can also follow us on Facebook.com slash Real Awesome Pod. We have an event on Facebook's um, website where you can let us, you know, you can follow the event and, and let us know you're coming. And you can see that's where I make my announcements first is in that event page. So you can see our final guest announcement there and, and, and anything else that may come up between now and the first. Uh, make sure you support us on patreon.com slash that entertains. Five star rating and reviews on iTunes and word of mouth recommendations. Uh, I had the pleasure to sit down and chat with Mike from Doom Thugs about two years ago. It was just after the Philadelphia, uh, Philadelphia Podcast Festival last well, not last year, two years ago. 
Um, we had met at the at Tattooed Moms during my show, I believe. He was there for Full Belly Laughs. Um, we ended up talking and connecting, and I really enjoy Mike. Um, and we were going to talk with him again this year. Uh, however, he was unable to um, uh, do the recording. He had uh, some issues going on, some personal issues that he had to bow out for. So I sat down and sp- spoke with Harrison. Uh, it's nice to hear another perspective uh, from uh, the same show. Uh, and so the co-host, and it was nice hearing a different perspective and talking to Harrison, who is also a really cool dude. I've talked to him. He's come out and he supports, he's a big supporter of live podcasting. He came out and supported the uh, 100th episode of Everything is Awesome at Amalgam Comics and Coffee House. Uh, and I've seen him around town just supporting this, this uh, creative art of ours. Um, so this is an interesting conversation, great conversation. We sit around and talk podcasting and whatnot. Um, I'll be back on the other end to wrap things up. But for now, here is Kevin Harrison talking podcasting, Doom Thugs, and the Philadelphia Podcast Festival right here on awesomepodcast.com. Yeah, so, God, and also, uh, you guys are this weekend recording number 200, right? Yes. So... Yeah, this Saturday is our barbecue for the 200th party. And uh, what we're going to do is we're going to shove a recorder in people's faces and just make them talk into that. And then we'll stitch together that for the uh, actual episode. That's uh, that's cool. That's cool. Because I remember, uh, I don't I don't know if it was talking to you guys at one of the live events or, or when I had Mike on the show like two years ago. Uh, but you guys before the festival did like a live show, but like, I think this is so awesome in, in heart, like indie, like in a basement, right? Like a basement live show. Yeah. So that was in Mike's basement. Also where we record the show normally week to week. Um, the, what we did was we uh, grabbed a bunch of folding chairs and we did a sort of live game show thing at that point in time in the show's history. Um, we played a game I invented called guess that movie a lot. And eventually mm. we put together about five people who were the quote unquote champions. And then we had all five of them compete live. Uh, we had like um, a TV set up and it was sort of like a game show aspect. Uh, one of my uh, family members who works as a uh, programmer developed an app to actually help run the game. So then the people in the audience could just, like follow along with what was happening. Oh, that's neat. Yeah. And we like, we shoved like about like, I don't know, 25, 30 people in the basement did all the recording for that and then uh, cleaned up the chairs and then it was party city. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I love, and, and have you guys done other like kind of shows like that besides that one and number 200 or, or, or are they the only two? Uh, we did 100, which was the same thing where we, okay. wh- what we're going to do this weekend is we're um, 100. We just had a recorder or it might even been my cell phone and Mike's like a tandem, my cell phone, Mike's cell phone. Yeah. But uh, we just like sort of like corner people, had them talk. Uh, it was mostly just a party to celebrate, but every once in a while we would like drag people into one of the spare bedrooms in Mike's house where it was a little bit more quiet and just like had them talk for five minutes. That's neat. I, it, it's um, you guys do some like awesome, uh, like unique things that I, I was and you guys like are releasing and the the like fun facts or you released the fun facts yeah that um, was that was well my i took that on i didn't even tell mike i was doing that but basically <laughs> what i did is i spent the last about week and a half sort of putting together statistics about the show because we're, we're coming up on 200 and we're if you do the math that's um eight weeks shy of four years yeah 
And like, you know, for me, it was amazing going back. Like the early days feel like a lifetime ago. And I was actually like, when I was going and looking back at the old stuff, I was like, oh yeah, we used to do this and we used to do that. And, you know, there was a period of time like where we didn't have our intro song and every week we would just use a random song to intro the episode. And it was just a fun way to like go back and like sort of uh, find out little facts about the show. Yeah. And also just for me, because like I'm kind of like a crazy person. Um, I was talking about this on a recent episode of our show. My my life has unexpectedly been become dominated by lists. Like I okay. keep track of everything I consume media wise, movies, TV shows, books. I um, have lists of like things I want to watch. I um, catalog all the stupid little fan mail songs I sing. I catalog all the question of the weeks we ask, uh, like all that stuff. So like those sort of statistics I, I've suddenly like immersed myself in and finding all the facts about the 200 episodes is just like in my wheelhouse now, I guess, I guess that's a skill I have now. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. I, uh, I, I tried like making, like I, I at one point did actually have like uh, my DVDs cataloged and, yeah. and I only did that because I was like, Oh yeah. What if like it, either going digital or there's, there's a fire in the house or something and I lose all these movies. I want to know what I have so I can get them back at some point. Uh, and then I, I stopped doing it. I, it's, uh, I just go crazy uh, and have too many things going on to, to keep track of that, like kind of that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, no, I, it's pretty, it's, it's really impressive to see you guys hit 200. Cause gosh, I, I had, I believe, you know, the first time I talked to you guys was at the uh, 2016 Philadelphia podcast festival. I I was thinking about that today. I think it might've actually been a few weeks before that. Remember there was the meetup at tattooed mom. Oh like- yes. I did not go to that meetup. I was out of town for it. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. So, so yeah. So I missed that, but I did um, you guys, I don't, I think maybe you guys performed the following weekend and I was there performing on the same day as Brian was Brian Durkin with full belly laughs. Okay. So, so I think you guys were there to support him. Um, yes. And, and I, I know Mike was there. Uh, I don't, I think I saw you all in the audience, but Mike and I were out like in the bar area talking for a long time, like after the festival or uh, at the, like the tail end of it or something. Yeah. Now, uh, I, I remember now uh, we met Brian at the meetup and we went yes. out to support Brian's show. And I think you were on either before or after him. And that's when you and Mike started talking. Yeah. I think you said, because you recognize Mike from the pictures we post on the, um, yeah. But the podcast group. Yeah, it's it, as a as a guy who no longer has hair but used to have lo- long flowing locks. Like it was very, uh, it was very recognizable, and especially like it, it. And it's funny to say back in those days, but like you know, two and a half, three years ago, uh, the the Facebook displayed that stuff way more often in my feed. Mm. So like it was consistent that I saw any promotion that was going on in in the. Um, philadelphia podcast society so and, and i feel like mike has kind of like a, a recognizable look to him because oh, of like the beard and the and the hair definitely definitely and you know uh, i i we so the colors for doom thugs are green and purple and yeah. i kind of forget how we stumbled upon that but i always make sure the background of everything we post is that bright nasty purple because it's yes. like so gaudy and eye-catching yeah well, and that, yeah, those images, like your questions of the week, like they, they always, uh, 
it's it's that's a good thing that you do because it's, it's as you if someone scrolls like quick through Instagram or Twitter or whatever, that is is like an instant stopping point uh, for everybody. I would have to imagine because it's it is just like an eye catching thing. Yeah, that I mean that was the intent, like um, yeah. just because you know I, it's it's what I a lot of what I do with the podcast or like what Mike and I do is reflective on our habits as consumers. And so I know when I'm on Twitter or Instagram, like I'm just, I'm flicking as fast as I can. Yeah. I'm just like processing all these like images or whatever. And I know if I saw something that gaudy, I would like slow down a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I was thinking about it uh, because I guess when we, when we first started talking uh, back at that festival, you guys, I don't think you, cause I think I remember you guys hitting episode 100. So I, you guys, at the festival, were you at one like the the twenty sixteen festival? Were you at one hundred already? Or, yeah, or? that okay. that episode was one hundred seven for us. Okay, so so I de- so I I probably was paying attention to to you guys like right as you hit one hundred and whatnot. Okay, um, and and to me like that's there's a lot of statistics that I like that I kind of look at as far as like a general uh, podcasting thing. And, and I've read somewhere where um, there's these pie, like every podcast, you know, a million of them start. And if a million of them start on episode one, maybe half of them get to episode 10. And out of those, maybe half of them, if that maybe even 10% only get to episode 50. And like beyond that, you kind of like stop paying attention, I think, to stats, save for like, oh, yeah, great. I'm hitting these milestones with 100. 200 to me, I think, is is so important because I've been podcasting come July 1st will be my 11th year doing this. That's Uh, amazing. Yeah, it will be my or it'll be my 11 year anniversary doing it, uh, entering my 12th year. And, uh, but I don't have a single podcast in, in those 11 years that, uh, I have hit 200 episodes. I've been part of one as a co-host that wasn't me. I didn't create it. I was contracted for it. That went beyond 200. Like, I think it, by the time I left, I think it was at 280, but I've never personally ran something or been part of something for over 200 episodes uh, yet. I got close. I think the closest I got was 167. I think is what happy hour ended at. Yeah. So, so to me, like me spitting out these numbers about podcasting for 11 years or 12 years or whatever, uh, is like means nothing when I hear you're the second podcast I've now talked to in the last, we'll say year that's like hit 200 episodes or is about to hit 200 episodes. And that like, that to me means so much more. Cause even if I know you guys kind of had, and we can go over the history of doom thugs in, in just a second, but I know there was like kind of a big break for, for a little while in the early, early, early days, but yeah, but for the most part, you've been consistent at, at a weekly podcast for 200 weeks. Uh, yeah, once we once we relaunched, it's been mm-hmm. we haven't missed an episode. I mean, during the holidays, like Christmas time, we'll usually release a very short, maybe 15, 20 yeah. minute episode, just like a check in, just like, hey, we're still doing it. Don't go away. Yeah. We'll be back yeah. next week. Um, but yeah, it's I think. A huge part of it is that, you know, uh, Mike and Justin were friends. They're the ones who actually started it. I've been friends with Mike since high school. And really what it kind of turned into us is a weekly scheduled meetup to hang out with your friends. Yeah. And like, I feel like now, like, um, 
like I'm 31 and I feel like now I'm just starting to see like people share memes where it's like a friendship in adulthood is saying, Hey, let's have, let's meet up together. though, saying that to one another ad infinitum until one of you dies. Yeah. yeah. And like, but now with the podcast, because we're doing this thing, we have to physically meet up and hang out and usually it turns into like, you know, start to finish a three hour affair. You got like a half hour on either end. Uh, warm mm-hmm. up a cool down then like a two-hour process of recording mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I, I just think that's like you know like just the camaraderie and just like yeah. being like you know let's hang out with our friends yeah and that there ha- there have been times where i've tried to get like friends of mine from high school that like i consider my best friends uh to do that like you know the uh, mike um who is my live show co-host who yes. who's uh, you know, you've seen him at, at all the live shows we've done, or most of them, I should say. You know, him and I, we talk on a daily basis, and and we don't, we may not see each other on the regular. Like we may only see each other once or twice a month, um, and, and then at the live shows, of course, and whatnot. But we talk on on a legitimate regular basis, so I don't have the need to like sit down and like have an excuse to talk to him. Like I'm okay. You know, I have kids. He's married. Uh, he's busy with all his, you know, his. his and endeavors and whatnot. So I understand why we don't see each other, you know, weekly, but like I, we have a friend, you know, who, who moved to DC, who I don't see, I don't talk to every day. And I did, I approached him, I, you know, I was like, Hey man, cause that's like the Kevin Smith, um, in me is, is he started Smidecast to have a reason for him and Scott Moser to sit around and talk on a weekly basis. Uh, and they just recorded it for fun. And, and obviously it's blown up since then, but that was like, why they started Smodcast. And that's why I was, I, I've tried doing that with friends in the past and it has yet to work out. Uh, but I think that's on, on my friend's case because they, yeah. uh, I, even Mike, out of all my, my close friends, none of them are podcasters. Like they don't really care about podcasting. Right. It's, it's kind of amazing. Even in 2018, the run into people were like, what's a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sorry, I uh, had a, something stuck in my throat. No, you're good. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's and it's definitely um, less frequent now uh, because of I think like Serial uh, is, is the show that kind of like opened up everyone's eyes. Like my mom knows what a podcast is yeah. now because of it. <clears throat> but yeah, there's still people who don't know or don't care. Like they just they they'd rather listen to radio or music or something like that. Uh, and that's like what, like I would say, half my friends are like, and my other half are, are, are they just don't care about podcasting like I do. And that's what, you know, in the in the ten and a half, nine tenths that I've been uh, uh, years that I've been doing this, you know, I would say for like the first, you know, six to seven years, uh, it like the podcast community seemed like a real cynical place where no one really liked each other. Hmm. like but i was going to reddit i was going to like i didn't there was no local group at 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 least when i was doing like my other shows and then when i started everything is awesome is when i discovered the podcast society for philadelphia and like since finding that like as long as you stay there and on twitter and, and pretty much anywhere but reddit like the podcast community is super like embracing and and loving and and super like uh inclusive uh, with everybody yeah i mean staying on reddit's just good advice anyway (laughs) yeah unless you're just like i enjoy looking at like the just the the fun pictures and like 
the one the the, the, the I feel like there's a couple safe uh, Reddit channels that you yeah. can go to. Yeah, uh, I feel but, like every, everybody has like one or two that they feel comfortable in. Like my my rule of thumb recently is like Reddit's really good for objective facts, like such and such movie releases on such and such day, or like yeah. this baseball team beat this other team tonight in this game. But anything other than that, it's like it's sketchy to me. Well, and, and I one of the things that I just I couldn't get behind, and, and again, I think it's it's the just being a huge fan of Kevin Smith, like he's he's like implanted uh, or imprinted on my brain. And um, I, I went to a Reddit years ago, like uh, probably like four or five years ago, and there was these guys talking about like, hey, I want to start a podcast. Like me and my friends want to sit down and talk and just like talk about whatever comes to our mind, and then like someone responded said why would you do that like that's every there's a million shows like that on the internet why why that's that's stupid why and like to me like i get it like i understand that there's a million people doing an interview show that is just me sitting around talking about whatever comes to our mind and and whatnot where i understand that when i used to do happy hour there's a million shows like that but like like doom folks yeah and like <laughs> but like that's what I love about podcasting is that, you know, for me, I like the show with two best friends sitting around talking about nothing. That to me is like the perfect show. Um, and, and to have like that community on Reddit, that's like, that's, that's why instead of why not blew my mind and, and was not like, that's why I don't like Reddit for podcasting where it's at a time. It felt like the only place to promote it, but uh, we've come such a long way. Yeah, I was going to say like, it's kind of blowing my mind that you're you've been doing this for so long because I personally don't think I listened to a single podcast until 2011 or maybe 2012, okay. and like and like that seems like that was the early Wild Wild West days. But like you're saying, you started even before then. Well, and I'll get into the early days in just a second, and then we can talk about like your origin point with podcasting. But I'll blow your mind first. I I recently ta- sat down and talked to Jared Axelrod, who hosts um, the Voice of Planet X. Uh, okay. He does, or sh- I'm sorry, she does uh, the um, the Philadelphia Podcast Fest. She last time she did a show actually was last year's Podcast Fest at Tattooed Mom. But uh, she, uh, she just recently had uh, a child with her wife. And so they took like the last year off from podcasting. Um, but they recently did a show at like Balticon or something like that. And then and then they're going to Amalgam to do a show there. And uh, but but talking uh, talking to her last night, she said that she's been podcasting for 12 years. Mm. Uh and that blows my mind because that's literally the 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 podcasting big boom, like the big bang of podcasting, because it didn't exist prior to 2006. Um, and for me, I first found out about podcasting because of Kevin Smith, and I started I started listening. I want to say February of 2007, like maybe a week or two after he released his first episode, uh, and then we started doing it. I. I it's actually I started listening probably a week or two before I broke my ankle and I had to stop wrestling. Oh uh, man! And, and that's like a crazy confluence confluence of events. Yeah. Well, and 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 so I you know I, and I don't talk about it too much anymore because I think I spent the first two years of this podcast talking about my wrestling. But I used to I used to do wrestling like way back in the day when I was in high school in the backyard, and we eventually like went and got a license and did all the right things that you had to do to like 
legally wrestle in the state of Pennsylvania. Uh, and, uh, I did that for, you know, years and that was like my big passion. And then when I broke my ankle, you know, I started listening to Kevin Smith more and probably like another podcast or two at the time. Uh, and, and I had always like wanted to do radio. Um, and over the summer, you know, me and uh, my producer at the time, Santoro connected and we decided to like start a podcast and it was me and one of my friends hosting it. He was producing it and, uh, yeah, it, it was the, you know, um, the true wild, wild west days of podcasting back then. Uh, I'll keep it short. Uh, but like in order to do what we're doing right now back then involves like three or four computers to, to really get a, a good show polished together on the producer's end. Uh, so on my end and then, uh, and now here we are, uh, I have one computer in front of me with a USB microphone and, and I assume you're probably the same on your side. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and how would, how would people even listen to it? Like, like they have to have a special computer program where they just, no, it was, it, no, it was still iTunes. It was still iPods. Oh, I mean, okay. it, the reason the word podcast exists is because of apples and their, uh, and their, um, and the iPods. Uh, I want to say they were available like as soon as iPods came out or, or at least shortly thereafter, but, but podcasts have existed beyond like since, since probably the night, since the internet, because radio shows used to, um, take their, their programs, cut out the commercials probably and cut out the, uh, the music usually and create what they would call a webcast and throw it up on their website. And you could download it that way. It would take forever to download. But if you wanted to listen to, I know, I think kid Chris did it. Uh, no, you know, yeah. Cause he was around prior to me podcasting. So if you're, if you were a fan of 94 one, um, back in the day with Stern and Opie and Anthony and stuff like that, um, at one point, like they had webcasts on, on their uh, website that you could download and listen to whenever you wanted. Yeah. It, it's also, it's always been my, maybe the, you can tell me if this is true or not, but been my perception that um, Ricky Gervais's show was often considered one of the first podcasts. It's definitely one of the first. He, he was before, um, before Smith, um, but, but only, but not by much. Uh, and he, I mean, that was one of the reasons why they, they started a podcast was because of, uh, his, uh, Ricky's podcast. Um, one of the first, um, podcasters, uh, is Leo, uh, Laporte, I believe. Or Laporte. Yeah. I know that guy. He had a show on tech TV, which was then bought by G4. Yeah. And he is to my understanding, uh, almost, I don't know if he's credited as the the original podcaster, but he's if there's like a founding father list of of um, podcasters, he's definitely one of them. Um, he he was one of the first, uh, and and I believe uh, you know you got I, I would I, I honestly put uh, Gerald Axelrod up there as one of the first because because she did it twelve years ago. Right when um, she got the idea from one of her friends who were, were doing something similar, but it was almost reading the original concept for them was like reading short stories and, and putting it up on the Internet that way, uh, which, you know, 12 years ago was was um, 
I think groundbreaking, uh, but not, not so much anymore. Now they do something else because it, it just makes more sense too. But yeah, I mean, uh, it's, 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 it's crazy being part of something for so long. I spoke to a, actually this afternoon I interviewed a, um, a 21 or 22 year old podcaster, uh, meaning that they've been alive um, or, or podcasts have been around for half their lives. <laughs> it's nuts. It's like, yeah. <laughs> like, like you and I, I, I'm only a few years older than you. So you and I grew up with, with radio in the car. Right. Uh, this kid potentially grew up with podcasts in the car um, or, or podcasts at his fingertips. Uh, and that's crazy to me that, that, that we're, we're in a generation. I mean, my own kids, they know what podcasts are. They know what me, when they, like they've seen my mixers and they've seen my microphones and they've record, sat down and recorded a podcast with me and they, they understand the concept. So in, in 10 years, in 15 years, there's, there's generations of kids who will not know what radio is at all. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, so, uh, I babbled, I think for most of the 20 minutes that we've been talking, so <laughs> let's officially have you talk and, and, and get into, um, your, you know, you mentioned about 2011 was when you yeah. first started, um, knowing well, podcasting. So what's, what's your origin point with the podcast? Okay. So, um, 2011 is roughly when I discovered podcasts. 2011 also happens to be when Mike and Justin started the first iteration of the Doom Thugs podcast. And at that time, um, they all they had was one of those uh, white snowball microphones, yes. and everybody would uh, Mike would hook it up to his MacBook, and everybody would like very like knee to knee, hip to hip, sit around the microphone, and we would talk. Uh, I was done. Th- I was not a co-host or anything. I was a guest maybe twice, definitely twice, maybe three times. That iteration of the show lasted about. 12 to 15 episodes not that long i believe what happened was justin moved away and that's why they had to shut down the production of the show and then for i i forget why i i but at some point in the summer of 2014 i started hearing rumblings that mike wanted to do start doing the podcast again actually i remember now uh in 2013 Mike and I tried jumping into the YouTube Let's Play genre of okay. videos. And we had a channel called Robot Feelings with a Z at the end. Mm-hmm. And we did that for a solid six, eight months before burning out because um, hats off to the people who do that well. But that is kind of exhausting playing video games and talking at the same time. Yeah. And on top of that, I was doing the editing for it. And um, to me, video editing is something I've learned to do over the years. I don't necessarily enjoy it. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Like me personally, like I've also been using Photoshop for like close to 15 years, but I legitimately enjoy using Photoshop. And there's a different sort of mindset to the two. Yeah. But anyway, with the robot feelings, we burned out on that. And that was like summer into fall of, um, and it's summer into winter of 2013. And then I think Mike got the itch back to do something creative, which is why he talked to Justin about starting up Doom Thugs again. So Doom Thugs, second iteration, second go around, officially drops episode one on August 15th, 2014. Okay. Uh, I was guest on the second episode. And then I was guest on like episodes, I think five, eight, 14, and 15. 
And so like, I was definitely one of the heavy hitter guests at the beginning. Um, during that time, those early first couple of weeks, um, they had a website up and it was um, based on WordPress, which we still have it based on WordPress. And they had the most God awful ugly theme. <laughs> it was basically just the, the um, like the H3 heading for the title and then just the paragraph text and the player. Okay. And I said, guys, just please, please just give me your login info and just let me like tinker around with this and like get it looking nice. And so what I did was I found the theme that we're still using to this day. And I just sort of like, you know, changed all the colors. I like um, set up all the sidebars, all the different jazz you can do with WordPress. And um, after that, they just sort of like asked if I wanted to be a permanent um, third co-host. Okay. And then for like roughly the first, I want to say 30 episodes I was on as a third co-host, they would still jokingly, like sort of half teasingly refer to me as the um, secret guest. <laughs> and then at a certain point, um, they just dropped that thing. Like like I said earlier, like at the very beginning of this recording, um, just going back and like listening to some of the older episodes, it's funny, all the little running gags and stuff that we used to have that we used to do every week. And now then that certain point you just drop it and then it becomes a distant memory yeah yeah but yeah so and then um you know we've just been keep chalking along with the you know we're up to 200 now uh around episode 100 is when justin's life got a little bit crazy so that's why he's stepped away for the past two years um we still totally consider justin the third co-host of the show he's still on the main site uh header image you know, uh, he's always welcome to jump in, but you know, you know that, you know, the deal. I mean, he has two small kids. He, you know, he just has, you know, his life is taking him in a different direction, Yeah, but he's, he still pops in uh, pretty regularly. Yeah. I, I mean, having kids definitely, uh, changes everything when, when, with whatever you're doing. And, and it was, it's funny because having kids is what eventually had me stop podcasting for, you know, uh, probably about, um, probably about three to four years. Uh, but they're also what made me start doing it again. Cause my, my kids saw all my, my stuff, my son, and he's like, Oh, what's this dad? And, and I, I explained it to him. We set it up and, and, and we, we recorded a little bit. And then eventually I just, I was like, you know what? I need to, I need to do this again. Um, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, I don't, I, anyone that ever tells me is like, yeah, I took some time off because of kids. I was like, Oh, I get it. Totally yep. get it. Like yep. it's, you know, I, I think most people get that. And, and I think, um, at least in the podcasting people, uh, th- they get it no matter what the reason is, because podcasting is uh, something that you make zero dollars on usually. Oh, uh, yeah. Very that's, little. That's uh, that's something that I tell people because I've been so I don't know if you've been in this position, but uh, we at Zoom Thugs have been in the position where two at this point, two different podcasts have started up directly because somebody was a guest on our show. Okay. And both times I made it adamantly clear to the, these two different people for their two different shows that you have to be willing just to put your head down and do it for the love of the game. Yeah. It's like, you're not going to make money. You're not going to like blow up the iTunes charts. I mean, that's, that was all like, I mean, that's always the end goal. Like that's always like an amazing like goal to work towards, but like realistically uh, I, I honestly think part of the reason why, I think there's a lot of reasons why Doom Thugs has been so successful, and I'll, I can get to those in a second. But I definitely think one of them is that 
we have the ability to monitor metrics of our show, but mm-hmm. Mike and I purposely ignore them. Yeah. And so oh, because we purposely ignore those download metrics and like traffic data, it always makes it so that we're doing the show for the love of it, not because we're trying to chase numbers. Yeah. Uh, and that, I, I, that took me, uh, you know, including the time that I took off from podcasting that, that took me up until everything is awesome to figure out. Uh, when I first started podcasting, you know, it was, Oh, like in 2007, it was, it was a very new game and it was like, how do we do this? Like, so that we can eventually get a radio gig or something like that. So there was like something in the end game. And then, and then when I started producing and hosting on my own and, and, and having full control of what I was working on, it was like, how do I do this for a living? Like, how do I make this a way to make money? And it wasn't until I, I had kids and, and took time off and I sat down and said, you know, I, I've, I've done at the time, like, uh, like 13 different variations of podcasting, like different shows and whatnot. And I was like, I'm, I'm going to start my 13th or 14th show. What do I want to do? And, and like, I love talking, I love conversation. You know, the biggest pain I have doing a podcast now in my, in, I guess I started it back up right around when I was 30 ish. Uh, you know, it was, was, uh, was scheduling with people and scheduling with hosts and co-hosts and stuff. And I was like, well, what, what if I just eliminate that and have and, and just have a new guest host every week, and, it, and it's just me having a conversation with somebody? And that's that's when I realized, like, I don't, I won't think about money. I won't think. Same thing with the right. metrics. Right. I have, I have it hooked up. I do. I mean, I see it every time I log into my page um, because it's I have I, I'm an idiot and don't take it off my home page <laughs> uh, or my dashboard for WordPress. But um, I, I never sweat the numbers, like, and I don't like I can't. I couldn't tell you. I know that the only thing I know is that we used to get a lot of downloads. And then when I had like a mental breakdown over the winter break and stopped posting on a regular basis, they went down. That's the only thing I know. Uh, I know our numbers aren't as high as they were this time last year, but I don't care. Like it's, and I, I do it for me. I, and I, and I know my guest probably wishes I cared more uh, usually, Uh, but at the end of the, at the end of the day, like, I I've been really lucky to have like where, where recording is messed up in the early, early days of this show um, because of the program I was using. And I was really fortunate to have like four out of the five guests that it happened to like come back on and do the show again. Right. And, and like, it was, it was great. And, and, and because they, they were so grateful with the time with their time, but I was also like, man, like those conversations that we lost were still fun for me because it was. It ended up being just for me and the 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 guests, but um, it, that's I what it's for me. That's what it's about. Like it's about the conversation more so than anything else. And I'm sure again, my audience will agree that I don't care about them because I I don't uh, I don't post on a regular basis still, uh, and I still I, I tell the same story on several different episodes just because it usually comes up oh, around the same time. Oh oh, I I re-listened to the early episodes and on. Um, episode three, I think, is a story Mike just told again on episode one ninety eight. Like, <laughs> it's <laughs> you go long enough, and then you just repeat the story again because you know what else are you going to do? You know, we've only been on this planet for like some thirty odd years. You know, you only have so yeah. many stories. We've been podcasting for four years. You know, there's going to be repeats. 
but it's fun. Mm. Like to me, I um like I I fancy myself a writer, and okay. like I always like stories and things. And to me, it's always interesting when you hear someone tell a story, and then you have a record of that, a podcast episode. And you hear them tell that story again four years later. And it's so interesting, the little subtle variations to hear in the way they tell the story. And like, you know, you know, maybe they're a little bit uh, more calm about telling it. Maybe they're a little bit uh, more sharp in their description of the scenery and things like that. It's, it's just it's an interesting oddity about humans, like when they um, tell stories. Yeah. And, and it's, it's usually something changes. Like, and I know I'm guilty of it too. Like there's something of the story that gets either embellished or, or maybe like, you know, held back a little bit, you know, each time you tell it something a little different and it may, it could be simply just the way you're telling it. Like you said, it just, uh, well, like you also like have the, I think this is true that, Sometimes when you think of your memories, you're not thinking of the actual event that happened. You're thinking of the last time you remembered it. Yeah. And like that sort of weird, like brain trick you that you experience. And so like, you know, I have memories that I go back to, but it's like, am I really remembering like the exact moment that happened or am I remembering what I think I remembered about it? If that makes sense. No. Yeah. I'm in the same boat. It it happens uh, frequently, especially like, uh, and, and, uh, so I, I like to use the excuse of, I'm sure, I'm sure in my years of wrestling, I was concussed. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 you know, so like I, I, I've taken a lot of shots to the head, uh, in, in like the, like from 16 to, I think about, um, I, I guess I was like 21, 22 when I broke my ankle. So for those like six years or so, I, I took a lot of shot from chairs and, and, and. Uh, just banging it on the on the ring and whatnot. Uh, it took a lot of headshots, and and I'm sure I lost some brain cells, and especially those memory ones. So, um, yeah, I totally get it. Yeah, I I use the excuse that I'm part robot, and because my brain is so dedicated to consuming mass quantities of entertainment, it's like you know, there's got to be some room for all this useless trivia I have about you know the Terminator franchise. <laughs> well, and and so how do you? with being a writer and, 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 and working on the podcast and, and doing all the extras things that you do for the podcast, how do you find it? I find I have a hard time balancing being a creator and a consumer at the same time. Like I'm either in full on creative mode where I, I stop paying attention to all my CW shows and then I'm, I'm suddenly I'm, I'm a month or two behind uh, or I'm in full-on consumer mode where I have not posted a podcast for a month. Yeah, that's interesting. I I think I might be the same way, except I lean towards the consumer side more because I'm more like inherently lazy. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I just have this sort of like, um, I don't know, uh, character flaw where I just feel like I'm – it's fear of missing out that, you know, that phrase people use. It's like, oh, I got I to gotta watch this movie. I got to watch this TV show. I got to read this book. And then with the creating stuff, I find that I have a really hard time getting over that initial hump of like, okay, I'm going to start working. But then once I do start working, I'm in like a frenzied state. Yeah. And it's, it's, I, I talked to someone who I, I haven't heard from. They were supposed to start a podcast and I was going to edit for them. Um, but we chatted about, we were chatting about podcasting and, and, uh, and 
like biggest hurdles. And I was like, honestly, like I think the biggest hurdle for anybody is just doing it. Like if you just hit record and go, then that's the main, like that first major hurdle you've jumped over. And I, and then you can get to episode 10 and then you can get to episode 50 and then you can get to whatever other milestones you want to set for yourself, but you first have to hit record. Yeah. And and I, I give that advice a lot to people who ask me, you know, um, about podcasting and, and, and you know, have, want some advice. I don't listen to it myself, though, when it comes to like writing projects, because I, I've, you know, am, uh, I, I, I consider myself a storyteller I don't, more than anything else. I, like, I don't consider myself necessarily a podcaster or a writer or like I've dabbled in, in, in film. And, you know, so I don't really call myself a director. I, I, I like the term storyteller because it's it's it encompasses all the mediums and, but when it's, it's, you know, that screenplay or that novel that I want to write, all these things that I want to do and write, it's like, well, I could start this. I I really want to, I have a lot of good ideas and and all the notes I have are really good, but I also want to watch the flash run real fast. Right. Uh, So, and I, I do use when I'm not, podcasting i can usually um separate from from being a consumer and say i'm all right i'm gonna put my full energy into it but all the other projects that i'm probably like afraid of uh like either feeling like i failed or or whatever it is in my head i always find a way to put a consumer ahead of that yeah yeah for me with the podcast though i always feel a little bit like a fraud because um another reason why i think our show has been so successful is that um, Mike and I have a very clear division of labor. And so Mike's roles on the show are um, audio engineering, booking guests, and then during the actual episode, steering the course of the conversation. And then whereas my role is a lot more on the back end of the website and doing all the social media. And so like okay. when I hear po- like you or like other podcasters talk about like, you know, the creative process and like editing shows, I've literally never done that. I barely know how to use audacity. Like I could, <laughs> I get stitched together two clips, but that's about it. But, but what I do is, and I actually um, don't know if you remember this. I posted a really long um, message on the podcast society page about my experience doing the fan interaction every week with. Yes, yes. And that's just been a really interesting journey. That's just something that, you know, First of all, we didn't get our first official piece of fan mail or fan interaction rather until episode 55. So that's over a year into the show. Yeah. And like, I know some people like are just like, well, why, why aren't they, why aren't they responding to me? Why aren't, it's like, you gotta have patience. Like you can't, you know, you can't expect to start a podcast and then three weeks into it, start getting people to like comment on your Facebook yeah. post or whatever. But it's just been really interesting, like learning how to, navigate social media learning how to phrase questions learning how to like think of questions that will promote the most interaction and that's sort of been my like like creative journey with the show is like shaping the way our fans interact with us Mm-hmm. And sort of like just keeping that, like keep stoking that fire. So it's like, oh, it never really burns. Every once in a while, I will post a stinker of a question and like we'll get like no responses. But, yeah, yeah. you know, just sort of that idea of like stoking that fire and keeping it up and like just sort of generating that sort of um, content. Yeah. And that's something that, you know, um, as a, a single podcaster, I, I miss greatly from working with a team because you you did have that split in the in, you know the division of labor uh, because like that's 
what you do is is my weakest point website i'm fine with but the marketing part like the the social media and 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 interaction with the fans if unless it's like in an audience or it's it's like just a quick you know tweet back and forth uh i'm terrible at it i'm terrible at promoting the show i'm terrible at uh like really kind of um making an imprint on social media uh but that's just my weak point. And, and I, I, and, and honestly, I'd rather not do it. Like it's, I've, I've tried many of a time to, to bring someone in to be like, Hey, just be my social media guy. Uh, it, and, it, and it doesn't work, but yeah. Doing the social media, like there's always, I feel like whenever you're trying to like, cause I've also had jobs where like, you know, I've, you know, been in like different mom and pop stores, like helping them with their websites. And like, whenever I've had to do website or social media work, there's always a small little part of my brain where I'm like, just turn off your shame and just jump in there and just like promote the show, like promote this product. Like you, you got to get over like the awkwardness of like, I don't want to do it. I feel scummy. It just feels like fake. And once you like turn that part off of your brain, it becomes easier. I would also say that like doing a podcast itself, consistency is very much key. Like yeah. I, I think that we've trained our audience to know that on Tuesdays, sometime between 10 and 12, or like uh, 10 a.m. and uh, noon is when our question is going to be posted. And so like, if you, like they know that's the routine, I know that's the routine. And then therefore it sort of just becomes a force of habit instead of like that constant grind of like starting and stopping, like stop and go of promoting social media stuff. Like once you're in the routine, then it just becomes a lot easier to keep up the routine. It's kind of like working out too. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like, that's the thing is, is I, I am, I'm a real great starter, but I'm a real bad finisher. Yeah. Uh, and, and so, so that's like, I always have these great ideas for, for that, the social media and stuff. And, and I, I do it for a couple of weeks, but then I get really, that's the problem is I get bored with it. Or again, I, you know, one of the things, one of the reasons I stopped podcasting was because I became a parent. Like I don't have all the time in the world. And, and right. to me, like that's I've I've kind of been finally within like the last year said to myself like listen like you're not going to be able to do everything by yourself and then unless you can pay somebody you're not going to be able to get anyone to do it for you so it's it's I'd rather concentrate on like this part of it and making sure it sounds good and getting it up and whatnot than you know the the other stuff and 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 like my big push this year was getting on panels and 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 running panels at, at comic cons and then we were able to do that and yeah which congratulations and, by the way. That's amazing. Yes, thank you. Yeah, it, it, it was such a fun experience. And that's like, I don't know um, how you guys operate on like uh, on a yearly basis or, or whatnot. But I always feel like, you know, at the anniversary point of my show, I feel like that I need to do something as far as like, I need to change my show up a little bit to keep it interesting for me and my audience. And so I always tweak the show a little bit around February, uh, usually at like the show that's after our anniversary show. Uh, and then I also try to like, as I wrap up the, like, as I wrap up 2018, I want to say, all right, what do I want to do in 2019? So like the end of last year, I said, I want to do cons in, in, uh, with the show in, in 2018 and we were able to do it. So that's, it's yeah. How do you, do you guys do stuff like that? Do you like uh, have, yeah, we have, well, first of all, we have a running joke that each year of the podcast is called the season, like a season of TV. Okay. Yeah. And so um, we're in season four now. You were, you were four uh, in August. That's when we'll roll over to season five. 
I think season four, our goal was um, new blood, like getting new guests. We sort of fell into a routine, like asking the same, you know, 10 people over and over again to be on the show, which those 10 people are fabulous people and will always lend themselves to a great episode of, of, of a podcast. But we've just noticed that whenever you bring in new blood, we tend to get a spike in new listeners because those people tell their friends and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then for me, in addition to doing the social media, I'm also the official unofficial game master of the show. Uh, One one hook of the podcast is that uh, damn near every episode we play some sort of game amongst ourselves. And so my challenge was for this year to create new games for us to play. And like, I've invented a couple of new games that uh, and like you know like anything else, I think I invented four games or five games this year, this fourth year of our show, and maybe like two of them stuck. Okay. Whereas like the other three were just like okay, we tried it once, but it didn't really work. But the ones that did stuck are now like instant classics in our repertoire of games that we play. Yeah, that that's neat. I I I, I love the because I was looking at the stats and I was like, and because I fancy myself as someone who can like come up with things and 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 make things interesting. And the one like one of the things I haven't been able to crack is for the live shows when we do so. So for everything is awesome. We I want to say uh, with episode one hundred we finally deviated from the late night format where I it's me a co host uh, and uh you know monologue uh game guest and comedian or musician and, and we did like an um an actual play podcast where where we had jeff stormer from party one come in and run a game of uh that he developed for us yeah uh and was then this the show at the comic book shop the, yeah this was, oh yeah you were there this was the yeah. amalgam yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, and that and that was like one of my favorite live show experiences that i've done i, I would was... say i that was a really that? great show. That was a really great show. Thank you. And, and and all that credit goes to Jeff Stormer and and the guests. Like I was the least funny person on that show because I had uh, a stand-up comedian and Garrett Smith. I had three uh, like trained, professionally trained improv uh, comedians there. And then I had Jeff Stormer, who is just one of the best storytellers I know, one of the best podcasters I know. And like I well, your uh, the 2016 podcast fest was your first podcast fest, right? Yes. Yeah. So, like, like the that class, even though you guys started your podcast before that, um, that that kind of like class of 2016, as I've I've kind of dubbed ourselves, like me, Jeff, you guys, Brian, um, and and and, and Quest for Magic and Steel, and and some others, like, like. I love all the, like, there's a reason I talk to you guys a lot. There's a reason I try to book you on shows when, when I'm booking shows because I just love your shows. And, and Jeff is just one of those guys where, and, and, you know, you, you know, Mike and Mike and you are the two from doom thugs. I've talked to the most. Uh, Cause there's who's the third one that does the live show was with you. Uh, do you mean Justin? Oh, so that, so that is Justin who does yes. this. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure. I, cause you guys talked, uh, you said, cause you said he, he doesn't really do it anymore. I was like, all right, well maybe that wasn't Justin then. No, no, Like, like, uh, just to just reiterate, Justin was like a mainstay from episode one until 100. And then from 100 until now, he's just sort of popped in infrequently. Um, uh, I would say like maybe once every month and a half. Okay. And then we do try to get him on the live show because it's, you know, it's a live show. People are actually coming out to see us. We try yeah. to make it feel a little bit more special. That's also why we do like all the uh, 
we the, our live shows are a lot of we do a lot of our games like normally a normal episode of Doom Thugs we play one game, yeah. but our live shows we do like a lot of games and a lot of them we alter the rules so that we can give away crap to the audience as like a little thank you, yeah, you know, yeah. for coming out. You know, I, the one year we gave away like you know Nerf guns and fidget spinners and uh, I had a, a DVD of literally eight Jackie Chan movies on like two, <laughs> one disc. It was like a it was a double-sided dual-layer disc, so there's eight. There's four movies on each side. You know, we gave that away. Yeah, I, I, I your live shows are amazing. Like it was. I remember. Um, I get. Did I see you guys live at the podcast fest? I don't think so because I, I don't think I was able to get out there um, for the uh, for the for the second weekend that first year, um, <clears throat> but. I guess the first time I saw you guys live was when I did uh, that March show at Atomic City and you guys, you know, did the show with us. Yeah, that was a really fun show. And yeah, that was so much fun that you guys I saw you guys at last year's festival show uh, and, and it was really fun. Like your live show experience is I think one of the best, like it's it's I think my you know, you and Full Belly Laughs are are the two, I think best shows I've seen live when it comes to live podcasting and, and local Philadelphia shows. Um, I, 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 it, you guys are just good. So good at it. It's like so natural for you guys. Yeah. You guys have a really good time. It's, it doesn't seem um, like scripted or anything. It's just, it's so good. What's funny is each live show we do, I get more and more nervous because I feel like we knocked it out of the park the first time. And then like, I'm just like, I, you know, I don't think we've had a bad live show yet, uh, and I, I'm knocking on wood that we don't have one this year. But um, it's I, I get a, I I've had a weird history with stage fright, where like when I was in the yeah. high school, I was forced to do a um uh, a uh, speech like that I wrote, like you know, just like on whatever yeah. topic. Like it was probably like why our school shouldn't have school uniforms because that's what every high school kid writes about. Yeah, and you know, I was forced to stand up there, and I was literally shaking with fear, and I could barely say anything. And then when I was in college, um, in college, everything I did extracurricularly was related to comedy. Like I uh, joined a comedy club. I my, my college had a uh, its own TV station, so I joined writing staff on TV shows. Um, I did um, satirical print essays, and I freshman year just decided to do stand up, and I just got up on stage and I just did it, and like it was almost like instantly that washed away my fear of stage fright. Yeah. Now I, I, I'm the same way. And it's one of the reasons why I, like I, every, I would say for the last two and a half, three years, I've been talking about, uh, uh, going to fit and taking an improv class. And it's, it's, uh, I hate doing live shows. I mean, I love it. I love live shows and I love doing live shows, but, uh, you know, after nearly 11 years of doing this and, uh, I, I've lost count of how many live shows I've done over the years now. Uh, every single live show I still get nervous about, um, especially the, and, and we've only recently kind of since episode 100 changed the format of our live shows every now and then. Um, so the late night ones, I, I always get nervous about because that like it's on my shoulders at that point. Um, I, I get way less nervous about like the, and we've only done the one actual play one that you, that you were at, but like, that's no pressure really on me because I'm, I surround myself <laughs> with talented people, uh, on purpose to make sure that it succeeds. And then recently we started doing the panels at conventions and that's nerve wracking because 
like, are people going to come up, come to this? And, and, and then once you're there and, and people show up and again, I have, I have, you know, up to three or four other people up there with me to, to, uh, not, fail so right. um the the panels have been a great experience and whatnot and and we've kind of uh we we we've decided i i want to find a place where where like my 2019 goal i already know is to do to to do like um uh, what brian is doing with full belly laughs have a home where he's doing a monthly live show i want to do a monthly live show the disagreement that my my uh host and i have about it is should it be at the same venue every every month or should we mix it up with like late night at tattooed moms and um and and actual plays at amalgam and and uh panels at conventions and south street cinema um and, and that's like where i you know where i'm at right now with um with live shows because like i'm ready to i think try to grow my audience that way versus the old way that I'm doing it, you know, through social media and regular right. podcasting. Yeah. And I definitely feel like, um, I mean, I, I, I'm of the opinion that everything about society is a pendulum. And mm-hmm. so, you know, we just went through about 10 years where like everything shifted to, you have to be online to now, you know, it's swinging back where, you know, you hear stories about bands don't make money through, you know, Spotify or um, iTunes. They make money because they're on the road, you know, 30 weeks out of the year doing tours, selling merch like that. And I think the, the pendulum swing back where like now people in our position might have to start doing live theater, like live shows to gain an audience and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and I'm a firm believer in it. And, and I, I mean, you guys know, cause I, for a while I was doing, uh, I would say that the year that you guys did the live show with me, I, I did, uh, I think I hit five live shows that year and my goal was six. Um, and that was, so that was 2017. So in 2018, again, my goal was six shows. And I, I think, um, depending on how Keystone Comic-Con plays out, uh, we're going to go beyond six, uh, live shows because we might be doing more than one there, but, um, I, I, I still want to, uh, I want to experiment with that more. I think there should be, I feel like Philadelphia, uh, as, as much as it feels like the podcasting capital, uh, of the world, or at least the state. <laughs> Um, I feel like there's not a lot of live podcasts that go on outside of the Philadelphia podcast festival, unless somehow I'm a, like, I don't ever see I, every now and then I'll see like a major one come through town, but like, I don't see indie guys going out there and doing live shows often. Um, you know, unless it happens to be January when I'm running my one day festival or when I'm doing one of my monthly shows and I pair up with the second podcast. Yeah, uh, I, I just I don't, and that's not to. Like, I'm not trying to like sound like oh, it's all me, but like I just don't see it or hear about it. Like I don't. I I, I mean I'm not terribly connected to the goings on in the city of Philadelphia, even though I've lived in the Philly suburbs my whole life. Yeah, yeah but um, uh, I've always gotten this sense that Philly is this like weird pocket where like culture doesn't always pass through. Like from me, like my main hobby is actually like it's like I'm a, I'm a movie guy. Yeah, and it yeah. frustrates me to no end that when some super awesome indie movie is in a limited release, they get released in L.A., New York, Chicago, and like maybe like two other cities, but it's never Philadelphia. Yeah, it's is, and I and I think <clears throat> like I feel like Philadelphia is, is is like hitting its peak as far as like art and 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 culture and and just like a creative 
center. Um, you know, there's a lot of like, there's a hotbed of comedy here. There's, you know, uh, I, like I said, I think podcasting is huge. I feel like film is getting bigger here in Philly. Uh, and you don't hear about film too, too much. I don't think, but you know, I think that comedy and music is probably the two things that are, are that, that kind of um, run the city. Um, but I, and I think I told, told, I definitely think I told Mike this, I don't know if, if you were part of that conversation, but when, back when we did that, that show at Atomic City Comics, like, my goal is is at some point to make Philadelphia be a place where you could look in the paper or you go walk down a South Street or something and have the option to go to a comedy club or or go to uh, a, a music venue or ha- go visit a live podcast. You know, I want podcasts to be mainstream in Philly as far as a live um, entertainment choice. Definitely, that would be amazing. Uh, That'd be really cool. And, and I, there's, there's, I, I found some really great ideas actually, like doing some research on, on other festivals. Uh, that once, you know, I, I'm assuming I'm going to see uh, the people that run it uh, this year, but uh, I'm going to, I'm going to sit down and chat with them about it because I, I feel like it's, there's some good things that we can be doing for the festival. And that's why I try to, I try to treat January while, while it's all about raising money for, uh, you know, for, for cancer research. Uh, I also try to showcase Philly shows and, and, and try to promote it as, Hey, this is the preview of the bigger festival for Philadelphia in the summer. And I feel like there could be more of that happening on a regular basis. So I'm hoping to sit down and have that conversation at some point, but, um, yeah. Uh, so before we, we go here, uh, we didn't, you know, I, we, I broke the first rule, uh, that I've been trying to set up for these Philadelphia podcast fest specials. We didn't talk about the festival show that you guys are doing this year. So let's, let's get into that now. Uh, uh, when are you guys performing and where at? It is Saturday, June 30th at 3 PM tattooed mom. And tattooed mom is definitely like that. Uh, I love amalgam. Amalgam has been, you know, Ariel super kind to the podcasting community as well. Uh, I think it's like, I think it's my my favorite like family friendly spot for sure for podcasts. But Tattooed Mom uh, definitely has like the the I guess technically it's only twenty one and over, but I'll say eighteen and over crowd. Yeah. Uh, is I love Tattooed Moms. It's, it's where we host the January festival usually, uh, and it, it is um, a good time. It's a good it's, like it's bar. a great bar. I basically these days. Whenever I go into Philly, it's pretty much only to go to Tattoo Bomb. Yeah, I, I, I'm. I'd say uh, I'm in the same boat. It's 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 South Street or Amalgam. They're like I'll go to I'll go somewhere on South Street. Uh, usually, I'll stop into Bridgeset Sound and say hi to Steve. Uh, and then I, you know, I usually go to Tattooed Mom. South Street Cinema is a new like spot for me. Like that 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 was such a we did a show there. That was so fun. We screened Army of Darkness. Uh, and then did a podcast afterwards and it was a lot of fun. Um, and then we, uh, uh, and then, and then amalgam, uh, down on Frankfurt is another just fun spot to go to. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So anyone that's uh, listening, you know, I, I, I am, uh, I'm a huge fan of the festival, huge fan of doom thugs and what Mike and Harrison and Justin do for, for their live shows. And, and so if you're, if, if you're in Philadelphia, uh, check out the festival. It starts. It starts on uh, on June twenty second. 
um, with, uh, I, I believe, Good Good Comedy with Eavesdropping on America. And then all weekend long, the 23rd, the 24th, going into the following week with uh, June 30th and July 1st uh, at Tattooed Mom and Amalgam, uh, Amalgam Comics and Coffee House, uh, Red Cap, uh, Uncle Bobby's. Uh, fit and good, good comedy and, and some other places. So many venues. I think we're up to 50 plus shows uh, that are taking place over the weekend. Um, at the very least, come out the second weekend at Tattooed Moms and see Doom Thugs and uh, hang out. Get a, get, find a, find a, a, an Airbnb and, and come down on July 1st uh, and see everything is awesome. We're kicking off the last day of the festival. I'm really excited about that. I think this is the third year in a row that we're playing the festival, and right after us, it's Full Belly Laughs. Uh, we have like I don't know if they're doing it in ABC order uh, or if it's it's just a, a good combo that they've noticed that we have with each other. But I'm really excited to to always have. I I feel like the perfect combo um, has is is because uh, I believe the second last year's festival, um, you you guys were on the same day as us. We were on right before you. I was going to say, I think I think you guys yeah. were right before us. I love that kind of, because I loved being in the middle because I felt like you guys brought in a good crowd and some of them stayed for my show and then people came early for Durkin's show. So I just got a benefit from you guys. Like I stole your crowd. <laughs> uh, so so I, I'm a little disappointed that we're not on the same day this year. I'm not going to lie. I know. I I, I thought that uh, the organizers knew that we were like a trio of podcast yeah, buddies. Yeah, I feel like that. That's and again, I I, I feel like it's uh, ABC order. Like it's right. Doom Thugs. Everything is awesome. Full belly laughs. It just makes sense, guys. Uh, yeah. I'll see what strings I can pull for next year. Yeah. But uh, oh, guys, uh, I was just I forgot to mention that if you come to Doom Thugs, you'll get to see uh, three idiots dressed up in suits during the dead of summer in a non-air conditioned building. <laughs> You guys, or is tattoo mom air conditioner or not? No, I can never tell. No, no, I'm no, sweating. No, no. Yeah, it's yeah. It's, I'm sweating so bad when I'm when we do those shows. If it is, I don't realize it myself because I'm usually wearing. I think this, this uh, in January I was wearing a hockey jersey, so I, I was it made sense because it was January, but I was still sweating. Uh, and and yeah, in the summer I I do this. I don't wear the full suit. I don't go. I don't fully commit. But uh, <laughs> yeah, you guys, you guys set a standard for for uh, dress attire uh, at these shows. Uh, before I officially let you go, give out any plugs you want to give out for you, the podcast, whatever. Uh, so for the podcast, Doom Thugs on Twitter and Instagram, we're at Doom Thugs. On Facebook, we're at Doom Thugs Podcast. Uh, like I said, every Tuesday is when we post our question. Please, by all means. Um, Give us an answer, and uh, <laughs> we'll we'll read back your answer on air and discuss it and have fun. And then, um, um, the, sorry, I'm blanking. Uh, for me, I am on Twitter. I am uh, Doctor Awesome eighty six, but it's spelled like Drawsome, and most people just call me Drawsome. Uh, on Instagram, I'm uh, Harry, aka Big Perp. <laughs> 
I, I love the handles on both those uh, 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 mediums, those social media. Yes. They're, they're great. Uh, I, I, part of me wishes that I had like consistency because it's like confusing when you have to tell people like two different things, but yeah, it's, 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 it's already set and I know I can change it, but that's not happening. That's, you know, the one thing I, I, I I'll end on this though. I am terrible at social media, but the one thing I'm kind of good at is, is branding at least. And I feel like I'm a terrible at branding my individual projects, but branding myself, like kind of like how Kevin Smith has branded himself. Like I used to be just at H at HHWST, no matter where uh, on social media. And then I abandoned that gimmick for at that nerdy Kev. And uh, I I've been, uh, I've been real good at keeping that the same across the board. Uh, now I just need to interact with people and then we'll be good. <laughs> uh, Harrison, thanks for doing the show. It was a pleasure talking to you and uh, good luck. Thank you. I'm glad I finally got to do this show. Yeah, totally. I, it's, I'm, I'm pretty sure we talked about it and it's, we've, uh, I, we, I don't know why I didn't make it happen sooner. Probably because I, I, at one point I went into a terrible mental unstable condition. So, uh, and uh, you you have to make the trek down to yeah. Delco to record with us in studio. Yeah, yeah. Mike and I have talked about this numerous, numerous times. Uh, we'll make that happen for sure. I th- I feel like this is the summer that I'll do it. Uh, it's we yeah. got to make it happen. So uh, it will be post festival for sure, but uh, we'll make it happen this year. Right. right. That would be awesome. Awesome. Uh, uh, well, th- again, thanks for the show, uh, for doing the show. Also, thanks for Doom Thugs. I am going to thank you for that <laughs> show because it's an amazing show. All right. Thanks to Harrison for being on the show. Make sure you check out Doom Thugs Live on June 30th at 3 p.m. at Tattooed Mom as part of the Philadelphia Podcast Festival. Um, it is the second to last day, uh, and it's going to be a good, good time. I believe uh, on on the 30th there's a couple of different venues i believe fit and the truck and um and tattooed moms definitely tattooed moms and i think the truck are definitely um going to be two spots that you can check out shows uh tattooed moms is free truck has some cost involved uh but come on out it's going to be a good time and i guarantee doom thugs puts on an amazing live performance so come out and support harrison mike and the whole doom thugs crew uh and make sure you check out phillypodfest.com slash schedule for the complete schedule for the remaining weekend june 30th and july 1st uh and july 1st at 1 p.m everything is awesome late night is kicking off the last day of the festival at tattooed moms it's going to be a fun time as i mentioned earlier we're going to be playing a game called food fright with prizes from tattooed mom from mind escape down in south street uh and cash for my pocket and and some other prizes that we have yet to uh announce uh, we all have Kyle Harris, Philadelphia stand-up comedian on hand to, to, to do a five to 10 minute set with us and sit down and talk comedy and, and just his, his career here in Philadelphia and whatnot. Uh, and hopefully we'll have a, uh, t- on tomorrow's show, we'll have a, uh, a confirmation of our final guest that will be with us. Of course, Mike and I will be there. It's going to be a fun time. Support us on patreon.com slash that entertains word of mouth recommendations of five star rating and reviews on iTunes, and I just need to take one second and say thank you guys so much. If you're still listening to this part of the show, um, it, it, you are you are a Diamond Club member, guys. Um, thank you so much for your support in listening to this show. You could be doing anything in your hour and change, and you decide to listen to me, and in the last few weeks, I've been posting multiple, multiple episodes a week, so you, you guys are amazing, and thank you so much, and I hope I, I hope we get to see you at the Philadelphia 
Podcast Fest. If you come out, uh, make sure you say hi to me uh, after the show, before the show, whatever. We can have a couple drinks. I'll be helping running things at the venue. So I'll be there all day. Come hang out. Um, a lot of great shows. Me, Full Belly Last, Philly Famous, just to name a few. Phillypodfest.com slash schedule for the complete schedule. Um, make sure you check us out on Twitter at Real Awesome Pod. Me on Twitter at Thetnery Kev. We're also on Facebook.com slash Real Awesome Pod, which is where I usually post my events uh, first and foremost and then and then go from there. Uh, and, of course, you can find us as part of the Core Temp Arts Podcast Network on CoreTempArts.com. And we are on AwesomePodcast.com as well. And you know what? Thank you guys so much for being awesome. I know I feel awesome today. We've been awesome! Thank you for listening to the Cortem Parts Podcast Network. To listen to more Cortem Parts shows, visit cortemparts.com.